0: Have you ever been in a place where you took a considerable amount of time off? Maybe it was a vacation or a holiday. Maybe it was you had to take some time off because of injury or illness. Perhaps you just kind of hit that stagnation, that flat spot or that stall in your business or in your life. And if you've ever experienced one of those flat spots, now it's time to get yourself back into action mode. If you've ever been in that position where you have to reignite the momentum, You can appreciate how difficult that might be, and perhaps you're seeing that in your teams. If that's the case, today I want to share with you a very important way that you can get yourself back on track, whether you're rebuilding or reestablishing momentum or trying to build it from from a standing start. My name is JT DeBolt. Welcome to the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome, your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. And as you're jumping out here, let me know. Where you are tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble, let me just say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Always a privilege and an honor to come at you. Chuck Kerwin, or Kiwin in the house. What's going on, man? Good to see you. Michael's in the house. Tomas is here. Angel Ray Whitney. Awesome. Good to see you. Uh, Timothy Graff is joining us. Great to be here. Uh... Michael from UKIP have always got to love it. Hey, dude, stay cool out there. I hear all of California pretty much is en fuego, as they say. It's pretty hot up here in the Pacific Northwest, almost, I would say, unseasonably warm, which is fine. We welcome that. Uh, The sun is awesome, and uh, always great to to have a little bit of warmth here this part of the year, knowing that we're going to be heading into the colder winter uh, months or at least the fall here coming up pretty soon. All right, so what are we talking about today? What we're talking about is kind of one of those times, those periods in your business or perhaps your life could be in your fitness, could be even in relationships where you've hit a lull. Okay, You've hit that place where you had the momentum and now it's gone. Now in some cases, uh, maybe it's where you're starting out. Maybe you're in the very beginning stages of building your business or you're in the very beginning stages of whatever it is you're working on and you're kind of feeling like it's hard to get that momentum going. You haven't quite figured out what your rhythm, your battle rhythm as I like to refer to it is. And uh, so it's difficult, right? You're, you're saying, hey, man, I really want to get the results. I really want to start getting some momentum. I want to make some forward progress, but I feel stuck. I feel like it's not going anywhere. I'm going to share a little story with you here in just a second. But if this has ever been in your, you know, sort of experience, if you ever have one of those moments, or perhaps you're living in one of those moments right now where you feel like, man, Dude, I was doing so well. I thought I was making it. I thought I was getting there. And then all of a sudden, just everything kind of flattens out for you. Go ahead and give me a one in the chat box. I want to see how many folks out there are dealing with a loss of momentum or perhaps just a lack of momentum. What's going on, in Sino, California? Wendy, good to see you. Becky Bird in Dallas, what's going on? Uh, Marian, Mary Roman is coming in from South Dakota. Good to see you. Uh, Alberta's in the house, Tracy Wilson. What's going on? All right, so I see some ones in here. see some folks that are dealing with this right now. And I'll tell you personally, I'm dealing with it too. Uh, I just recently came off an amazing family vacation. It was about a week long. Um, I first and foremost went back to my hometown to surprise my dad for his 70th birthday. Didn't know I was coming into town. And it was great to kind of hang out with my family. Hadn't seen them in a while. Uh, and so, you know, flew into town hung out for a couple of days, flew back here to the Pacific Northwest. And the very next day, my wife, my son, my daughter, and our two dogs and I jumped in an RV and we went off to the Washington coast to a private little quiet place that uh, a little, our little secret, you know, kind of corner of the world, if you will, a place that we like to retreat to and just kind of hang out and just be the four of us, or in this case with the dogs, the six of us. And it was awesome. It was a great vacation. It was something that we definitely needed. But here's the reality of that. Anytime you get yourself into a position where you take a considerable amount of time off, there is that reignition phase, right, where you have to get yourself right back into it. And I'm going to talk to you about a couple of the big mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make in this kind of a situation. First and foremost, one of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make is not taking the time off, not taking the downtime. And I can tell you this from personal experience. uh, If you are a person that subscribes to the whole hustle your face off, I'm going to outdo you. I'm going to do this whole Gary Vaynerchuk meme thing where everything I do is about hard work and hustle and sacrifice. That's awesome. Enjoy yourself and enjoy your early grave. That's my humble opinion on that. Maybe not so humble opinion, but my very accurate opinion on that. If you're somebody who feels like there is no room for downtime, uh, that's really great, and I'm sure it makes your ego feel amazing. But guess what? It's not going to do much for your business in the long run. It feels great right now to have that feeling of significance and to have people go, wow, look how hard that person works. Look how dedicated and committed they are. Look at their look at the strain. Look at the grind. Look at how hard they push. That feels amazing until it doesn't, until you get sick, until you burn out, until your productivity goes way down. And, oh, by the way, this obsession over productivity is complete BS Instead of being obsessed over productivity, we should be obsessed with efficiency and effectiveness, right? What's more effective? What can we do to be better at what we can or better at what we do? The old saying is work smarter, not harder. Personally, listen, I love hard work. I think hard work is amazing. I think it's sexy. I think it's exactly what we have to have as entrepreneurs. But there's a massive difference between working hard and hustling. Hustling, oftentimes, is just this sense of being in constant motion, doing things for the sake of doing them. Frankly, a lot of times, hustle is busy work. Now, you're not going to find a lot of people that will admit that. You're not going to find a lot of people that will, that will say, yeah, you know, come to think of it, I'm just doing a lot of busy stuff so that I look like I'm working hard so that other people will acknowledge me, pat me on the back, and give me the kudos. But nobody's ever going to admit that, but that's actually what's going on. The fact of the matter is is that you have to take downtime. Okay so if you ever come to a fast track workshop we talk a lot about this especially on day 3 when we build out your daily method of operation your DMO we we help you really structure what your plan of your plan of attack for your business is going to look like and one of the most important things we talk about is scheduling your downtime the simple reality and this is just I'm going to make a blanket statement, my friends. I'm not saying this is necessarily true for every single person, but it had been my experience as a mentor in all the years I've been working with entrepreneurs, executives, athletes, people that are at high-performing levels in their life. They have a tendency to minimize or at least mitigate how much time off they actually take, how much downtime. So I want to get that off the bat. It's super important that you take downtime. It's super important that you take vacation time, especially if you have families, especially if you have people in your life that you love and care about, which pretty much is is every single person here. If this is making sense, by the way, give me a two in the chat box. If you resonate with the idea that you have to take downtime, it's extremely important, not just for your health and your well-being, but it also actually helps your results. If you believe that, If you're with me on that, fly in formation with me on that. Give me a two in the chat box. I want to see how many folks are resonating with that. Uh, Lots of folks saying, yeah, gotcha. Hey, Danielle, what's going on? Good to see you, my friend. Looking forward to seeing you this weekend. Uh, Tom Dealey says, been there, got nothing to show but worn out body. Exactly. Listen. The fact of the matter is you can work yourself into a grave if that's your vibe. And it used to be back in the day of the industrial revolution and that kind of, you know, back when people were working in factories and the whole idea of working 40 years for a company and then retiring and getting the gold watch, sure, there was some value to that. But the fact of the matter is, is that this day and age, when we're 24-7 connected, there's very little actual downtime. Everybody's got their freaking smartphone on or their laptop open or they're somehow connected to something 24-7. If you're a person that sleeps with your phone next to you, you know what I'm talking about. Stop doing that. That's not helping you sleep at all. In fact, it might actually be killing you slowly. I won't get into that right now, but just take my, take my word for this. You need the downtime you need to unplug. That said, that's awesome. But JT, what do we do when we have to get ourselves back on track? Well, I'm actually going to share something with you that's kind of cool. I've not done this. Uh, I, I've done this only in uh, my private uh, coaching and in some of my products, but I'm going to show you something. This is, pretty, this is pretty cool. This is the actual flight manual, one of three flight manuals that I had for one of the three aircraft I was qualified to fly in the Navy. Look how thick that is. It's like the thickness of a, one of those old school phone books. Remember back in the day of phone books? They still print them. No idea <laughs> what the point to that is. But um, this book, literally in its entirety, we used to have to memorize almost verbatim. We had to know this book inside and out, and we absolutely, positively had to know the procedures. I'm going to share this one page with you right here. Uh, This is, I don't know if you can see this, um, the stall recovery procedure, all right? Now, this procedure... Is I want to say close to universal, meaning any kind of aircraft you fly, whether it's a fighter jet or whether it's a surveillance and reconnaissance platform, if it's a fixed-wing aircraft, meaning not a rotary, not a helicopter, if it's a fixed-wing aircraft, typically speaking, what I'm about to share with you will actually be the procedure that you have to know by memory without having to open up the book so that you can recover from a stall. By the way, what is a stall? Basically what a stall is is when an aircraft stops lifting. When it starts falling out of the sky, that's when you're in a stall. And a stall typically happens close to the ground, which means you got to be quick, you got to be precise, and you got to be on point. Now I'm going to share the procedure with you really quick, and at the end of this, I'm going we're going to open up this dialogue about how this actually applies to you in your business. The first thing you have to recognize is if the aircraft is in a stall. And by the way, an aircraft in a stall, you're going to know it because <laughs> the whole thing shakes as if you're driving down one of those old, dirty country roads. You ever been down a road that's unpaved with lots of potholes? I mean, like consecutive potholes or it's got those ridges and it feels like you're driving down a washboard. It's like da 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 That's what it feels like when an aircraft is stalling. You're not necessarily going to feel a sense of falling as much, but you're going to feel the shake, the buffet, and it's going to be typically pretty violent. It's going, to be, it's going to get your attention. You're going to know you're in a stall. The other thing that most aircraft have is a stall warning system, and it's typically a small buzzer. A buzzer or some sort of an alarm that's going to tell you the aircraft is no longer creating lift, and it's beginning to fall out of the sky. Now, I don't have to tell you how dangerous or how critical this kind of thing is. It's something that you want to address right away, right? So once you recognize you're in a stall, this is what you do. First step, step one, is simultaneously you're going to add maximum power. You're going to adjust your nose level to where instead of it being up, it's going to actually be down. Now, I know this is counterintuitive. You're thinking to yourself, dude, you're falling out of the sky. What's the reason for pointing the nose at the ground? I'll get to it in a second. And you're going to want to level your wings. In business and in life, if you're going hard or if you take some time off, you might find yourself in a stall. The very first thing you've got to be able to do is recognize, I'm in a stall. Now, for you, you're not going to have that stall buffet or the stall warning going off like you will in an aircraft, but your stall warning is going to be different. It's going to be personal. You might look at your finances. You might look at your waistlines, right? In your business, you might look at your metrics. You might say to yourself, wow, man, we've really flatlined here and that's important. That's a good thing to recognize. Now, does it mean that you have to stay there? Absolutely not. But the worst thing you can do in a stall in an aircraft, just as in a stall in your business, is to panic. Because the word panic simply stands for put another nail in the coffin. That's what panic stands for. If you panic, you die in an airplane. If you panic in your business, your business is going to fail. It's one thing to go, hey, this sucks. It's another thing to freak out put yourself into a a stress ball and then do nothing and stagnate, right? Because that creates an even bigger stall in your business. So the first thing you got to do, it says power maximum. Now, what I mean by this is, is it doesn't mean that you got to do everything all at once. In fact, one of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make is to try to regain the momentum they lost all in one fell swoop. They say, hey man, forever we were making sales. Things were going great. And then over the last 30 days, things have slowed down. And they feel like They have to get back to that level right here in one step. That's not what we're talking about. When I talk about going maximum power, what I'm talking about is get off your ass and do what you know works. Do something even if it may not be as effective as it used to be. Maybe that means this is the time. Listen, I haven't been on a Facebook Live in a while. I haven't been to the gym in a while. It doesn't mean you go back and work out as hard as you used to. It means you get back in the gym and you do it every single day. If you go on your Facebook Lives and you're going, well, geez, I used to have 82 people show up to these things, and now there's only two, that's better than zero. What we're talking about with maximum power in your business is the intention, the energy, the enthusiasm, and really the desire to want to be there, all right? Because regaining momentum sucks, does it not? If you, listen, if this works for you, if you're saying to yourself, JT, I totally get it, regaining momentum is a miserable place to be, I want you to at least give me a high five because I want to see uh, if you're if you're tracking this, one thing that I will tell you is losing momentum happens to absolutely everybody. All right, it doesn't make you lazy, it doesn't make you foolish, it doesn't make you anything. It makes you human. And if you're taking time off, you're going to naturally feel a loss, a small drop in momentum. Now, there's ways to mitigate this, which we'll get to in a second. But what I want you to know is if you're losing momentum, it's normal. All right, it totally happens. Uh, Jessica says this is refreshing. We all get uh, this from time. We all get into this for time freedom. Uh, Thank you for talking about this so that we can all um, see it's possible to have and still make time for our family. Exactly. Jessica, you nailed it. You have to make time for your family. You have to, have to, have to, have to. And you have to make time for yourself. All right? So it cannot be, it never will be 24-7 power towards your business. You're going to have to give some to other parts of your life. On the flip side of that argument, by the way, I do not believe In time-life balance or work-life balance. That is a complete myth. It's complete BS. And we talk a lot about that in the workshops as to, you know, kind of how to hopefully create some semblance of of balance in your life. But to think that you're going to have things balanced out and everything's going to be hunky-dory is complete chaos. It's, it's It's a fairy tale. So don't even worry about having to try to be balanced. Realize that there's going to be times where you're going to be extremely out of balance, where you're going to work your tail off, and then times when you're not. Times when you're going to take breaks. The question is, how do you transition from one of those to the next? And this topic today is about how to transition out of a stall. All right, so now that we've gone max power and we've broken the stall, which means we're actually going to drop the nose, this is, seems counterintuitive, right? If you say to yourself, well, JT, you said go hard, and then you're telling me to kind of drop the nose and fly toward the ground, that seems dangerous. What I'm talking about here is you're doing a higher quality action, So you do the Facebook Lives. You don't do the Facebook Lives, answer every single email, answer every single text, reach out to every single person in your network and say, hey, I'm sorry I was gone for a week. I'm back on track. What can I do for you? That's what we're not talking about. What we're talking about is committing to one or maybe two tasks that are your highest value tasks, the things that bring the the most bang for your buck. The thing that's actually going to bring the revenue through the door. The thing that's actually going to bring team members onto your team. That's the action that you want to take. Recovering from all these emails, trying to answer all these texts, trying to get yourself back to where you were here on day one is ineffective. What it is, it's about saying, okay, what is the single highest priority in my business right here, right now? What's the one thing I can do right now today that's going to get me back in the game. And typically that means re-engaging with your audience, re-engaging in your business somehow, some way, especially if you're using attraction marketing. You know attraction marketing is not about hiding behind a laptop. If you want to hide behind a laptop, this is not going to work for you. If you want to kick ass, make great money, and make an impact in the world, then attraction marketing is the way to do it. And if you don't want to go chasing people door to door, going out to the mall and being a mall shark like Carrie Haim talks about, then attraction marketing is your formula. But here's the deal. It requires that you be effective with your time and your efforts, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Now, that third part of that first step when they talk about wings level, that's what I'm talking about is like, listen, you're going to have to balance things out just a little bit, which means if you had a considerable amount of time off, now you're going to have to sacrifice and put a little bit more time back into the work. If you've taken two or three weeks off from the gym, that means, hey, you're going to have to put the cookies and the potato chips away for a while. Maybe take a week off of, of uh, drinking the wine and the beer or whatever it was that got you there, right, and rededicate yourself to your fitness regime or rede- rededicate yourself to your business regime. Whatever it looks like, that's what I'm talking about by wings level, not balance, just leveling things out. If this makes sense, give me a high five. I want to make sure this is, this is tracking for you guys because this is very important, all right? This, by the way, this actual procedure is this is the actual procedure that naval aviators have to learn for their aircraft, right? So that's step one. Step two is you put your flaps to approach. Now, what this means is, uh, don't worry about the actual aerodynamic part, but your flaps on a wing are designed to create lift. In the case of your business, what this means is you're going to have to kind of reach out for some support. When I first came back off my vacation, the first person I reached out to was TJ. TJ Irway. I was like, hey, buddy. What is it that's going on that you need me to really focus on? And then he came back and gave me some points that, that uh, were the things that had kind of fallen through the cracks in the time that I was gone. And then he said, hey, here's what I need from you. And so all of a sudden, now we had this conversation, this back and forth between how we could support each other and how we could get the mission accomplished. What I'm talking about for you on this particular point is as you get yourself back into go mode, Right productivity or, more, effecti- or more, uh, more directly being effective in your business, you're going to have to reach out and ask for support. It's just the way it is. Do not fear asking for help. Do not fear asking for support. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're incapable. It makes you a strong leader and it shows that you care. It also shows that you value the people around you, right? You value their strength. You value their abilities. And you say to them, hey, listen, this is, a, this is a, uh, a mission that we have to accomplish together, and the only way we can do that is to work together, so I need your help. Super important that you understand this one point, because if you put your flaps out, right, meaning you ask for that support, that extra lift that you need in your business, that's where you're going to get it is in the form of the people on your team, the people even in your life. You might say to your family, your spouse, your partner, your roommate, whatever your situation is, hey, listen, I, I've taken two weeks off working out, I'm starting to feel sluggish. What I need is your support and your accountability. Do not let me backslide into the cookies of the ice cream, the potato chips, the beer, whatever it is. You gotta let me allow allow me two weeks to get myself back on track. And I need your help and support with that. That's the kind of stuff, my friends, that will help lift you up. And in your business, if you got to get on your Facebook live and you're saying, hey, that door's got to be shut. I need quiet for a while. That's the kind of thing you got to communicate to the people around you. Fair enough. If this is working, let me know. Give me your comments. By the way, what I want to know from you guys, is what you've done in the past to regain your own momentum, all right? Lots of people giving up high fives. That's pretty awesome. Um, Angeline says, reengaging is a great start. Listen, it's the best start, isn't it? Because if you just go Facebook Live, for instance, today, let's say you haven't gone Facebook, you haven't done a Facebook Live in a while. It doesn't matter how long it's been, even if it's been a few days, and you jump right out and say, hey, gang, listen, it's been a while since you've heard from me. I've had an awesome downtime. It's been the here in the Northern Hemisphere, at least for those of you here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's been the summer. Uh, the kids are going back to school. I've kind of been laid off, been having some fun. Let me talk to you a little bit about what I'm excited about right here, right now. That kind of stuff matters to people, all right? It doesn't matter that you've taken downtime. It doesn't matter that you've had a stagnation in your results. Stop obsessing over that. Be more obsessed with what you're doing and how you're doing it. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Guys, give me... Give me one of the uh, give me the heavy metal thing if that makes sense for you guys. okay, cool now listen here's the next part of this procedure. I want to share this all right once you' got your flaps down, you get your gear up in a stall you got the throttle pushed up you got to uh, bring your landing gear up because typically a stall happens when you're on the approach to take a, to, to come in for a landing right so if you've got the landing gear down, that creates drag. In your business right now or in your life, there's something that is typically creating drag for you. I gave the analogy of fitness, right? So if you've been, you know, eating the, the, the yummy food or if you've been overindulging in a certain area, that's the stuff you want to get rid of. That's the drag that's bringing you down. Um, if you've been avoiding the gym because you're like, oh, man, you know, in my case, I had a shoulder injury. This shoulder and my, and my left knee were really bugging me, so I had to take some downtime. Well, guess what? Now it's time not to go full throttle and do the exact same hard workouts that I've been doing and all the burpees and all the other stuff. I have to basically do, in some cases, especially with pull-ups, I have to do assisted pull-ups. That means putting the ego aside. But it also means, listen, you got to get up on that bar, dude. There's only one way to get better at pull-ups, and that's doing them. So when you bring the gear up in an aircraft, that creates a reduction in drag, which makes the aircraft more efficient. The question I would ask you right here, right now, and I would challenge you to type it into the chat box, is what right now in your business is creating drag? What right now is pulling you down, slowing you down from creating that forward momentum in your business? Just think of one thing, one, one of the major things, and be honest with yourself. And listen, if you don't want to share it in the chat box, I understand sometimes that feels kind of weird to share it with people that you don't know very well. But I want you to know this. This is a supportive community. We're here to have each other's back, to fly formation on each other's wing. So you can share stuff here and be honest with yourself. And when you do that, it sort of serves as a way to get it out of your system and say, okay, cool, I've recognized that it. now it's time to do something about it, right? So, what's dragging you down right now in your business? What are those things that might be slowing you down or preventing you from creating that lift that you need to fly high, fast, and far in your business? Um, let's see. I'll, I'll give you guys a chance to answer that. So, as you bring the gear up, the next thing you want to do is establish the next step in the uh, good old procedure here is to establish a positive rate of climb. Now, what do I mean by this? This doesn't mean that once the aircraft's out of a stall, you put the nose straight up and try to climb for the stars. That's foolish. That's a great way to put yourself back in a stall. In fact, in some cases, if you do this, and they used to demonstrate this to us in flight school, if you tried to do it, it created an even more aggressive and violent stall. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in a spin, and that can be extremely disorienting, and quite frankly, it will get your attention. The idea when you're trying to get yourself back on track with your business, Trying to get yourself back on track with anything that's super important to you that you've taken the time away from is not to try to regain all of, that, all of that progress that you had before. As I said, a lot of times what people do is, hey, I was here. Now I'm down here. I want to get back up here by the end of the afternoon. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Because when you do, you set yourself up for major disappointment and possibly burnout, injury, or other things, especially when it comes to a fitness thing. But in your business, it can be the same way. You can come on too aggressive and push away clients. You can come off and sound too needy. You can come off and sound like somebody who doesn't really act like a professional in your business. And all of a sudden, you may have created a little bit of damage to your, to your reputation in business, perhaps even lost a sale that was about to come through. So the idea here is realize it's a positive rate of climb. It it means you start to climb slowly. You pick up that airspeed. You pick up that momentum, and it happens over time. It doesn't happen all in one day. I don't care how strong and how badass you are. Give yourself the opportunity to slowly rebuild that momentum on your terms. Now, listen, some of you... Some of you can pick up after a layoff real fast. You can, come off of a, you can come back from a vacation or a holiday, and you can just hit the gas, and you're right back on track, and that's awesome. Do it at your speed. Other people, they need a little bit more time to get ramped up. The idea here is not to make excuses, right? The idea is not to, to extend the stall. The idea is to get out of the stall. So be quick, be efficient, be precise when it comes to getting yourself back on track. If this is making sense, let me know in your own way. You can give me a high five and give me a smiley face, show me a picture of a dog, I don't care, whatever it is. Um, Jessica says, to be honest, I've I've contemplated this very thing a lot recently. Uh, Every time I get started, uh, I (laughs) I start getting some success, I back off. I think I truly am afraid of being successful. The imposter syndrome is real. Listen, girlfriend, I got your back. I got your six on this. To have imposter syndrome means that on some capacity you recognize that you're not an imposter. What it means is you recognize that you are the real deal. And that can be a frightening thing if you recognize your potential but you haven't quite hit it yet. You see the difference? What it means is I recognize I should be here. I'm down here. There's a gap. There's a gap because, and then we start filling in the blanks for all the reasons that we haven't hit it. Well, I'm not capable. I don't have the talent. I don't have the experience. I don't have the results. Who would want to listen to me? And that's where that imposter syndrome starts, starts to come in. And if you'd like, perhaps we'll do a uh, uh, daily dose on imposter syndrome. In fact, maybe tomorrow. I'll tell you what. I'm going to be back here tomorrow. Is that what you guys want to talk about? If you want to talk about imposter syndrome, let me know. I'd be happy to talk about that one. The whole point is this. Angeline says something. She nails it. Being consistent. Being consistent, and she's talking about on Facebook Lives. Listen, that is probably the single most important thing for anything you do, whether it's reigniting a relationship, whether it's getting yourself back into your fitness regime, whether it's getting healthy, whether it's getting wealthy, whether it's building a leadership foundation in your business. It's about consistency. If you've lost that consistency because you took time off, don't sweat it. Reestablish the consistency. How do you do that? You do it by showing up. It's so simple. It's not easy. All right? I'm not saying it's easy. It's it's not easy, but it's pretty pretty simple, straightforward, right? Um, That last point didn't make sense. Wendy, I would love for you to clarify which point didn't make sense. I'd be happy to uh, hopefully share that with you. Um, And a lot of people saying do imposter syndrome tomorrow. Okay, cool. Done deal. I'll do it. Um, Here's the deal. If you're in a position right now where you've taken time off and you're saying to yourself, listen, I've got so much going on, I've got to try to reestablish my momentum, I've got to get it all back because I took this time off, and you start feeling the guilt, you start feeling the maybe even regret for taking time off. That's the exact opposite. That was not the point. (laughs) The point of taking time off was to relax, recharge, and get yourself back even better than you were before. What that doesn't mean is that you have to be on your full speed back up to sixth gear and, you know, in the left lane of the freeway, so to speak, right when you get on track or right when you get on day one. The idea is to recognize, hey, I stalled out. Number two, I got, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to level the wings a little bit. I'm going to put a little bit more work in, you know, I'm going to add full power on this, which means I'm going to give everything I got to my best quality of effort, not quantity of effort. And. I'm going to get rid of the drag. I'm going to stop putting things in my own way. I'm going to get rid of the things that slowed me down. I'm going to say no to the things that have been distracting me, the shiny objects that have been holding me back. And I'm only going to focus on those actions and those activities that are actually going to build the momentum in my business, bring the revenue into, uh, into the checking account, and more importantly, get myself back to where I feel like I'm back on track momentum is a feeling my friends it's an actual mathematical thing it's a scientific thing in physics but it's also a feeling in business momentum you can feel it right it feels like you're in flow it feels like things are clicking for you and that's a pretty awesome place to be most importantly um what i feel like with you you know like anytime i feel like i'm stuck or stagnated is i'm like man i feel like i'm behind here's the reality you're not behind you're exactly where you're supposed to be You took the time off, you took the layoff, you took the break, and that was great. You probably needed it. Maybe it was to recover physically. Maybe it was to recover mentally. Maybe it was just because, hey, I needed the time off and I decided I wanted to take it. That's great. Now the question is, what are you going to do next? Now, what are you going to do 15 days from now? What do you, now, what do you have to do to get back on track to where you once were? What's the one thing you can do right here, right now, today to get yourself back in the forward momentum and back into that positive rate of climb to get yourself back up here over the next maybe 30 days, maybe 15 days, maybe it's only five days? The point is you don't have to do it all at once. Quit putting that pressure and stress on yourself. Quit putting that guilt and that that regret because those two emotions, guilt and regret, are completely useless. They do nothing for you. They help nobody except for they slow you down. That's the Maybe that's the drag. Maybe that's the landing gear you need to suck up and keep you from stalling out in the first place. Hey, if this helped you guys out, let me know. Give me a uh, high five. Tell me you know if, the, if this is working for you, what your big takeaways were. And, of course, uh, tomorrow I'll be doing a um, – I'll be doing a Facebook live. I'll do, do the daily daily dose on imposter syndrome since that seemed to be uh, something that people were really, really interested in. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, let me know what's going on for you guys. I went a little bit long today because it's something I really care about and something that I've been thinking a lot about. And frankly, I have been dealing with it myself. As I said, I took that vacation, took some time away from my own fitness, as a matter of fact, took some time away from business, and it was friggin' awesome. No guilt, no regrets, totally loved it. And now... Now it's just time to do the work. Sometimes that workload that used to be simple and easy and effortless is going to feel a little bit harder. Sometimes the weights that you used to be able to lift uh, effortlessly or with little effort, they're going to hurt a little bit in the beginning. Sometimes getting back on that Facebook Live is going to feel a little bit awkward. It might even feel like it did when you first started way back in the day. But here's the beautiful part. Your bounce-back period is going to be much shorter. You have the wisdom, you have the experience, you have the the muscle, both physical and mental, and that's gonna re, its gonna remember. Your muscles are—you're gonna have that muscle memory, so it's gonna be awesome to get yourself back. The momentum will take less time to rebuild than it took to build in the first place. So all you gotta do is get up and get after it. All right, my friends. Well, that just about does it for today. Thanks for joining us here. On the Daily Dose of Awesome, I personally will be back with you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern for your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have an amazing day.